here for, for a good reason. Um, this missions conference, you know, it's stuff like this is, is easy to, you know, like, hey, we're going to get together, we're going to talk about some stuff. But, you know, as, as I mentioned last Sunday, we have to be sure that we know what the reason is, what the purpose is. Um, because some's like, well, what are we doing? We're going to get together and eat and have all this stuff. We're going to be here, and we're going to be talking about participating in the mission of Jesus. That's what missions is. So we're going to make sure that we understand that. But before we can say that we're going to participate in the mission of Jesus, we need to know what the mission of Jesus actually is. It starts with God's love for us. It starts with the gospel. And the gospel is this, that the verses that we probably, if you've been in church for any time, you probably have them memorized. In John 3, it says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through Him. And then in Luke 19, Jesus says, For the Son of Man, speaking of Himself, has come to seek and to save that which was lost. So there we have the purpose of the gospel. We have that He came to give us eternal life. He came to save us. But how He did it was, is important too. In the beginning of John's gospel, it says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw His glory, glory as the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. So we're, here we have Jesus, the Son of God, coming and putting on flesh like one of us, and He dwelt among us. He was around, He, he walked, if, if you were to look at Him on the street, you wouldn't have seen Him to be any different than any other man walking down the street. He came to earth as one of us. He came as a baby. He didn't just show up as a full-grown man. He came as a baby. He grew up probably like most every other baby at that time grew up. And coming as a human, as a man, was a sacrifice unto itself. Because here we have the Creator condescending, coming down and being a part of the creation. The thing that He created, He he came to be a part of it. John the Baptist, when Jesus came to be baptized, said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the the sin of the world. Referred to Jesus as the Lamb of God. And for the Jews, this had a lot of symbolism because they had had centuries of sacrificing lambs on a regular basis and the blood to cover their sin. And they had to do it over and over again because it was temporary, it was only covering. But John says of Jesus, He's the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So it wasn't just a covering, He took it away. As a lamb, He went to the cross as a sacrifice for us. And then in 1 Timothy 2, Paul says, For there is one God and one mediator also between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave Himself as a ransom for all, the testimony given at the proper time. As sinners, we had a debt that was impossible for us to pay. We were being held hostage by sin. And it was only through Jesus that He paid the ransom to set us free. 
But he didn't stop there at dying on a cross and being put in a grave. He rose from the grave. And as the angels said to those who came to look in his tomb, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. That's the gospel. Because Chet and Derek and I went to a conference yesterday and one of the trends that we hear is that people talk about the gospel but never really say what the gospel is. Which is important to define the gospel because people can make up all types of gospels. The gospel is that Jesus came and died for us. He paid our ransom and he didn't stay in the grave. So if we're going to participate in the mission of Jesus, what's our motivation in that? Why are we going to do that? What's going to drive us? Well, I think it's two things. First, it's our love for others. In 1 John chapter 4, it says, We love because He first loved us. Loved us. It's His love of us well before we even existed as humans, well before we even recognized our need as sinners. His love for us, He came for us, He died for us even then. And then once we accept that, that love is in us, and that's how we can love other people. That's how we can love our enemies. That's how we can love those who come against us. That's how we can love our neighbors, whether they're here or somewhere else. This love, this love for others, is what drives our efforts to meet both the spiritual and the physical needs of others, which we'll be talking about over this weekend. We have a responsibility to make the name of of God known. We see all through Scripture, He says, make known His deeds, make known all the things that He has done, because when, because God's fame draws people to Him. When we have His, when that testimony of who God is and the great things He's done is out there, that in itself draws people to Him. But then it goes to the, at the individual level. When we talk about our family and our friends and our neighbors, What motivates us to share the gospel with them should be that we don't want them to suffer the eternal consequences of rejecting Jesus or not knowing who He is. The eternal consequences, the primary one is separation from God in hell. It's that separation of being away from the God who loves them so much. And if we love people, if we love our friends, we love our neighbors, we love our family, we will want to share that with them. Because as in Acts 4 it says, And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. If we are content to let those we love live and die without Jesus, we've got to check our hearts. Because how can we say we love someone and then not share it with them? I was on my way here, and probably a lot of you saw the car accident that was right there on Newton Bridge Road. I pulled up seconds after it happened. little red car there. It looks a lot like mine. And um, we realized that all of us are in those situations every day to where our life could be gone in an instant. Every person we love and care about is in those situations every day where our life can be over in an instant. 
Unfortunately, it didn't look like anybody was hurt too seriously over there. But that's our everyday life. That's what it takes to get from one place to another. We trust a lot of people with the food we eat, with just the people we're around. You know what that wreck was? A guy was passing against the double line. What do you do with that? That's death coming straight at you. That's the situation we're in every day, and the consequences are right there waiting for us. We have this love for other people, but we also have a love for Jesus. And our love for Jesus to drive us to be thankful. This thankfulness that we remember what we were saved from. We were saved from the sins that just drove us down in this life. You know, that whether you may think that your sins were great or your sins were small, but that sin all was leading us to the same place, and that was apart from God. We have to remember what we're saved from. We're saved from that separation. We're saved from hell, and we're saved to be with Jesus in heaven. A lot of times the songs talk about the streets of gold and all that stuff about heaven, but when Paul talks about heaven, he says, I get to be with Jesus. That's the number one benefit of heaven is to be with Jesus. And that's what we should be looking forward to. So we have, because of our love for Jesus, we're to be, have thankfulness, but we also have likeness. We want to be like Jesus. Now, there's a lot of people who want to be like Jesus. We, you know, we're one hope church. We're all about Jesus. If you don't hear the name of Jesus about 15, 20 times on a Sunday morning, something's wrong. You know, that, that's who we're about. We have a desire to be like him. And if we want to be like Jesus, we have to desire to be sent like him. Because Jesus said in John 20, As the Father has sent me, I also send you. When we go, when we're sent, we're imitating Jesus. And there's a couple of aspects of that. In some ways, we're sent as soldiers under command. That we have, we've been given orders, we've been told what to do. We have a message to tell, and we have orders to complete, and we do that. But we're also sent as sheep among wolves. We're in a world that doesn't like us and will be just as happy to chew us up and spit us out. So we have our thankfulness for what God's done for us. We have our likeness that we want to be like Him. But then we also have obedience. In John 14, Jesus says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And his command is this, the the commission that he shared as he's ascending to the Father is this, from Matthew 28, we know it as the Great Commission. He says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. As we talked about back in the fall with our strategic planning, We simplified this to our church's mission is to make mature disciples who are fully obedient to Jesus. We heard someone yesterday that made it even simpler than that. We're going to make disciples, we're going to mark them by baptizing them, and we're going to mature them. You know, we like alliteration, folks who get up and speak a lot. So if you need to remember the Great Commission, make, mark, mature. That's what our mission is as believers. When we went through our strategic planning, we talked about six things that we, six strategies that we would have. One of those strategies 
is participation in missions. And that's what this weekend is about. We try to have everything we do fit in with that greater purpose of who we are as a church. And so that's what this weekend is about. And I know what you're thinking, or at least what a lot of us are thinking. Missions isn't about adding something else to your calendar or something else on your to-do list. I don't think that's what this is about. For some, and maybe more of us than we would like to think, it means wiping your life's calendar clean and going, all right, where am I going? God, tell me where to go. Probably more of us should be listening for that than, than we normally do. But for some of us, and maybe even most of us, what we hope this weekend will accomplish, it will provide us clarity and purpose and intentionality to the things you're already doing, the life you're already living, where God has already put you. Because we're talking about intersections, not addition. Where does your life intersect with people who need to hear the gospel? Is it work? Is it the grocery store? Is it the sports that you play? The things you do for fun? Where does your life intersect? And how can you bring the gospel into that intersection? It can't be something that's just added on to your life. It has to intersect every part of your life. That's what this weekend is about. We're going to hear about it in a wide spectrum of areas. But that's what we want to accomplish this weekend. That's what we're about. So let's pray, and then we're going to move on and jump into hearing from some of the folks who are doing that and the role that we're able to play as part of it. Let's pray. Lord, we're thankful that you withheld nothing to come for us. That you gave your son. You sent him on mission to us because of your great love for us. And Lord, as believers, as disciples of Jesus, our greatest desire is to be like him. And as he said, as you sent him, he sends us. Lord, help us to be sent, to be willing to be sent, wherever that may be, however that may be, knowing that it's your purpose for us here. There's no plan B. Lord, we love you and we ask your blessings on this weekend, on the words that we'll hear, the things that we'll see. Help it. Lord, we ask that you would motivate us to not be content with where we are. Thank you.